Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where your dreams can find a voice. I'm your host, Celine Chenoy. Thank you to all of you who return every week to tune in to become a better version of yourself. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already, and rate our show if you enjoyed this episode. All of us have a shadow self the unconscious side of our personality that contains all the parts of ourselves that we don't want to admit to having, like anger, greed, envy, and many others. Over the past decade, shadow work has become a popular way to heal the repressed part of our being. My guest today, Indra Singh, is well-versed in this modality, and she uses unique tools such as flower essences and plant medicine in her practice. She is an intuitive guide for those that are ready to face their shadow, embrace their own wild inner guru, and live an authentic life. She is the creator of the international flower elixir brand, Silent Moon Imaginarium, and is on a mission to spread awareness of the power of the flower and vibrational medicine to the masses. She offers life-transforming one-to-one programs, online support groups, and live events. Over the course of our conversation, Indra and I discuss about how we can gain personal power by facing our shadow. She recommends healing practices, including the use of flower essences that we can incorporate into our lives to create a state of balance, joy, and peace. Hi, Indra. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Very good. Yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to connect today so that we can all learn more about what you do and more specifically, the lessons that you've learned on your journey as a healer. So thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Okay, great. So I'd like to start our conversation with a question about how you got started on this path. Now, in your bio, you mentioned that you spent many years traveling the world and searching for a guru and that one soul who would eventually save you. Please tell us more about that journey and what you eventually learned from it. Wow. Well, it's it's quite a story because... I I began in really in my teens and when I was young I always really knew that there there was something more than just just living this life there was a lot more out there um and I always felt more kind of like the black sheep of the family and always was doing like spiritual work even from a child but um when I was a teenager I suffered from severe anorexia so badly that um, I I got to about 65 Pound, I think that's kind of that's low, right? <laughs> it's yeah, really low, right? That's how many kgs? Um, I well, we do it in stone in the UK, so yeah, 65 pounds is about um, four and a half stone, which will be about I think I, I really I really don't know what um, <laughs> okay, I'll look it up. Up. I know, I know it's low, yeah, so I was I was really really sick, so um, I, I always knew that. If if I recovered, I I would teach yoga, and because it was yoga that you know, cut a long story short, it was yoga that saved me, and and th- and that's what I do, and I I do teach yoga to to addicts now, and I teach yoga and meditation to 
not just people with addiction, but people who also suffer from self-harm issues and eating disorders. And But the, the real journey began when I, I started traveling outward and, and just traveling the world and, and looking and searching for for what what could heal me, who could heal me, whether that be the shaman in the forest in Peru or my yoga teacher in the States or my yoga teacher in Brazil. I mean, I'm telling you, I went a long way. <laughs> I, th- I think we all, we all search for that, that, you know, one solution who can be our yeah. savior. I think, yeah, I understand. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think it, I think it's part of the, the soul and the healing journey to actually do it because if we don't do it, then we'll never know. Right. But I, I really, truly didn't find that person until I got home and sat down. And really, honestly, that it was me. The person was me. I was my only healer and everything I needed was inside me. Now, it sounds a bit cliche, I know. But truly, if I could say to your listeners, everything that you have is within you. You just have to be able to access it yourself because you have the, the power and the ability. You have the energy to be able to just we can heal ourselves we don't need anybody else we just we just need to be able to know who we truly are and that's when the work really began and what was the catalyst that made you come to this conclusion that you know you we are our own savior well i think through i'd say that my my true catalyst was always the basis of yoga Mm -hmm. you know um having yoga in my life from the age of say around 15, 16, which was when I was really ill. Um, and meditation was, was really the thing that would, was, would start my journey off. And, and then from there, it was there that I progressed into the plant medicine and the, and the flower essences. Oh yeah. That, that sounds really interesting by the way. So we'll talk about that a little later in the interview, but for now, I want to hear your take on the shadow and, you know, many people are afraid of facing their shadow side, but you believe that we can gain a lot of power by facing our shadow. Could you explain why that's the case? Yeah, sure. Well, I well I work in that way. This is the. I mean, when we talk about shadow, often people run because they think we're talking about black magic or witchcraft or or something that's quite sinister, which which isn't true because the shadow side of us is part of us and it creates our wholeness. And we have that wonderful side that's that's happy and you know joyous and is out there spreading the love. But we also have that side of us that we tend to ignore and hide in a corner and. And, you know, those jealousies, those angers, those aggressions, those, you know, there's what we would class as negative emotions that do come up. And often that we, we don't like to show those or at least we don't like to admit we have them. And my work really began by knowing that if I could face these sides of me, then I would really be able to bring myself into my fullest, into my wholeness. And it I think in the beginning, I, when I started the journey many years ago, it was a case of not like, not not really liking these parts of me and not honouring these parts of me. And it wasn't till I really started doing that in truth that I found that I was able to transform them quickly, and so I could turn them round because I knew how to to work with them. Now I'm not saying that. I still don't have stuff because I just want to bring the reality into this. And we're all works in progress, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We are. And, you know, at the moment, and, and admit it, I've got some real deep core stuff coming up for me that is so deep. 
that I I know that I have to go there and it's not going to take me 24 hours to heal it. And it's accepting that within yourself. When you start doing the work, it starts quite, you know, it's quite superficial, but then you start to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the real core stuff. And and people and relationships and the people that are around you are the people that will bring those things up for you. And often when we have relationships that where we break up or, you know, something happens, it's quite tragic. These people tend to be the biggest healers for us. You know, the ones that actually are showing us our stuff. So it's often, as we see it as negative, if somebody leaves us, it's actually can often be quite positive because they're teaching us something that we need to look at. So that's how I tend to to look at my life, really. Yeah. And people like us who are seekers, it it comes to Mm -hmm. us more naturally than people who don't consider themselves very, who don't have that high degree of self-awareness. I mean, they would rather watch Netflix or something than do shadow work. So do you have any tips for those people who who don't want to work with their shadow, but they can feel that there is this repressed aspect of their personality that they really, really need to handle? Do you have any tips for for, for people like that? Well, there's quite a few things other than working with flower essences that help certainly have helped me and working with meditation, which, you know, is is a major part of healing. Certainly for most people, I would say meditation, whether that be sitting meditation or even dancing, whatever, you know, meditation is not just about um, sitting like a monk and, and chanting or sitting still and clearing the mind. meditation can come in many different forms you know whether that be working with art writing whatever floats your boat whatever you resonate with because if you ask somebody to do a meditation and they have to sit still and clear their mind then it's going to do nothing but irritate them if they've never done it before you know that's how I see it so You've got to find things that really suit you. But but one of my big things is my six magical moon rituals, which are totally free, which is something you can pick up and you can actually create and make your own. So if you if you want to start ritual work with the moon energy, it's a really good way of actually, you know, honoring the new moon, which is that side of us where we we can start again and we can bring our energy up into the new moon cycle and start to really work with what we want to bring into our lives for the next, whether that be year or month or whatever. And then the full moon energy, which again, we all know about full moon rituals, you know, where we burn pieces of paper and we, you know, let go of the old, (laughs) but, but the way that I do them, I offer them for free and people can pick them up and they can just create with them. You know, you could, there's six of them there, but you can actually take them and you can just make them your own. Mm-hmm. you know and just and and play about with them and and they're a really good way of not just beginning to learn how to meditate but also allowing yourself to get some focus and structure into your life in a ritual in a ritualistic way you know that that suits you that's that's not necessarily woo woo <laughs> as we yeah, say in the UK yeah, absolutely yeah for <laughs> someone funny. like me who is routine dr- driven that that would be something I can do. <laughs> yeah. But some, yeah. We like lots of us like routine and we, yeah. and we like that. So yeah, you can create with those and just play with them. So they're, they're free to just to use. Uh, are they on your website? Yeah. They're at the imaginarium.love. 
and you can pick them off my website as well on the on the home page and you just press the button and you can you can take them and use them and watch them and you'll get them in your inbox and you'll be able to watch those and and play with them nice that sounds like a valuable freebie <laughs> okay <laughs> So you just, you briefly mentioned something about using flowers and plant medicine to help us heal our shadow and other aspects of our being. Um, and you specialize in that, right? In plant medicine? Yeah. So, yeah, I- yeah. And more specifically, channeling the vibrational energy of flowers and plants. And uh, I mean, to be honest, I have never heard about this modality before. And I, I, I thought I've seen it all. So this is quite unique for me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I am very curious to know more about it. So please tell us more about what what it's all about. Well, I would start with with the greatest flower essence um, producer, Dr. Buck, who was a who was a homeopath in the 30s. And he began the journey by realizing that, you know, you know, flowers have energy, you know, and everything holds energy. We can't deny that, you know, especially when we do this work, everything holds energy. And, and he realized that by creating these particular flower essences, which are still available today, that there was, there was a profound effect on people um, and their, their energy when, when these were administered. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of how they were tested, um, but he, he could see through his homeopathic business that, you know, things were really changing by administering these flower essences. So my side of it is that I, I I began to take flower essences years and years ago, different types of flower essences, and realized that it was something that I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I went to the jungle in Peru and worked with a shaman and with ayahuasca that I realized that this was something that I had to do. And I came home and I ignored it. <laughs> again, one of my teachers. Um, I came home and ignored it and and again, a couple of years later, it came back to me and the flowers basically said, look, you need to be doing this work. I took myself on a flower essence training course and, and I really, I just did it for me. I wanted to do it as a, just, just for something for me to learn more. But I was actually realizing that when I was on this course, I, I could actually channel the energy of the flower and basically the flowers would talk through me and I would get, get, just loads of information coming from the flowers. So I began to start creating the flower essences. I have silent moon. I have to stop you there because that sounds I mean, do do flowers have their own consciousness? Do do they actually Yeah, their own energy. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, what what do they say to you? <laughs> well, you have to take them and find out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What? So I, so I, I have a tough time understanding my dog sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think flowers would talk to me. <laughs> so, so basically, I mean, when I do this work, I have to get out of my own way. And when I create a flower essence, I, I get out of my own way and I'm able to become a channel. So really I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a vessel. So I'm just a vessel to communicate the flower energy out into the world. So it's very similar to what a, any kind of um, intuitive would do when they're reading your palm or they're reading your tarot cards. It's it's no different. So I I sit with the flower. I look at the flower. I work over a period of time with the flower. And the flowers actually tell me whether they want to be made into an essence or not. So when I 
my, my busiest time of the year is now because this is when I'm creating flower essences most of all because this is when they're coming into bloom. So I usually have a rough plan around the autumn time as to what I'm going to create, but it's not always <laughs> I can't always stick to that plan because I usually get told what I have to create mm-hmm. because the universe speaks to me and tells me, you know, this is what we need. This is what we need for now. This is what people are going to want. So I create my flower essences by the moonlight. So I use the moon energy um, to work with the flower essences, which actually, actually helps us to connect deeper with that shadow side of us. So any of the shadow sides of us that are really sticky, these flower essences can really bring them to the surface. I've done a lot of research on my own essences. I hold a lot of support groups as well, and they're extremely powerful. I have all the testimonials to prove that they actually work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it it it's effective. But I was just I just wanted to know more about it since I've never heard of it. Is it similar to yeah. aromatherapy? Well, it, you it it is. I mean, it's similar. It's just, I mean. Aromatherapy is, is, is smell, you know, it, it's working with the, the actual scent of the flower and it's, it's basically, it's an energy. So I will use the flower in water and it will sit in the water. So you, you, when you take it, you will take it by the water. So you will take drops of the water because have you heard that, you know, you might, you've probably heard that water has an energy. Absolutely. You know, when, yeah. So it's the same thing. So it's when you're, the, the actual water holds the energy of the flower. So when you administer it and when you take it over a period of time, so a bottle will last you roughly about a month and you take it three times a day, the the energy of the flower works in the auric field. So it helps to heal. It helps to heal us energetic, energetically. We're not supposed to say it helps us physically because that's the whole part of the, you know, the, don't say that to people that they they help us physically, but actually, if we take flower essence for essences for long enough, it's pretty much proven in my groups that people do start to look different. They start to feel different. Their energy physically is very different. You have to be taking them for quite a while. So, I mean, a lot of the people that I work with have been taking them since I began. So, you know, it's been it's been number of a number of years but regularly as well. So, but that, that's not to say that they, that a bottle doesn't work because they do. Uh, just and, one and bottle. Do you uh, prescribe certain kinds of flower mm-hmm. elixirs for certain types of issues? Yeah, absolutely. Essences and elixirs, they're, mine are called, just to put this straight, elixirs are the same. I call them elixirs, but essences is also okay. often what people, them as well so uh just to make things easier for people <laughs> um yes there's, there's different ways of doing it on a one-to-one basis with me you can you can come to me and have one-to-one programs and i just and i will prescribe them for you within the one-to-one and you will get a bottle which is bespoke to you so it'll be dealing with the specific issues that you have or you can go on the website and you can, I always say if people pick them, then you you must pick with your heart. You know, you must open your heart, not read too much into the descriptions because you often find if you read a lot of descriptions, then you have every ailment. <laughs> I know, right? so, <laughs> like my so fix everything. <laughs> don't get too heady. Just go with your heart, open your heart, see what comes out. And it's usually the right one for you. 
um, that's a really good way of actually actually picking them if you if you wanted to do it by yourself. But the big thing is the one to ones because I can we can we can get we can get them spot on and we can actually get them to to really help you for a specific you know situation that you're trying to deal with at the time. So there's different ways of working with them as well. You can put them on under your tongue, you can put them in water, or you can pop them in the bath. How interesting. And one last question. Do you work with certain kinds of flowers or do you, I mean, or does anything go like? No, anything. No, absolutely anything. I wait till it's call, it calls me. You know, I mean, whatever's on my website, if, if it's run out one year, then I will remake it again because okay. – there's particular flowers like violet okay. um, which is our next support group in june that's really popular um we've just finished finishing our red columbine support group so that's been an amazing essence for the base chakra and really deep um core issues and then violet works with communication so that's our next group we're going to be working with the communication and and how to to speak and violet's a really good one for people who like you who are you know do a lot of talking and for people who teach mm-hmm. you know people speakers and then you know we've got things like lilac for self sabotage daffodil for fear and they usually call me and and tell me what what's needed but there's certain there's certain particular essences on the website that are much more popular than others as well so okay. it depends on what we need as a, as a collective they they often go through phases where one will be popular for a couple of months and that will fade away and then another one will come so it just shows what we all need at one time <laughs> how interesting well yeah. that was really fascinating indra uh, it's been a real pleasure to speak with you today and you thank you i appreciate you being here and sharing your wisdom with us uh, but before we part ways, I know you, you told us about where we could get that freebie. Are there any other links where we can learn more about you and the products and services that you offer? So if you go to, um, for the freebie, if you go to um, theimaginarium.love and also my main website is silent-moon.co.uk and you can find all the elixirs under the elixir page. And then if you want to know more about the retreats and the support groups and the one-to-ones, then you can follow me at the, on there under additional offerings, which is on the toolbar. I also have a very active Facebook group as well. So you can go down to the bottom of the homepage and just click on the Facebook and the Instagram um, icons at the bottom. And I'm there. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Indra. And I hope you have a great day out there in Yorkshire. Thank you. And you take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.